And hello, all you Marvel crazies out there, and welcome back to MCUHQ, your Marvel Cinematic Universe show from the Front Row Network on NPR Illinois and your She-Hulk After Show. We are back, everyone. Apologies for the delay in getting episodes four and five out to you. Um, it is completely my fault. I had a work conference that ate my brain for a couple weeks there, um, but now we are back. And of course, I guess Jacqueline was busy covering that D23 thing that was happening out there. Gosh. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No big deal there. Uh, but of course, I'm Jeremy Geckner, and you just heard her. Jacqueline Keese here, of course. Jacqueline, how was D23? Oh, it was so amazing. Yes, we got a lot so of stuff to report back on. She was in the Marvel panel, guys. And if you saw all of the insane tweets, man, uh, her and me and Craig's thumbs were absolutely raw by the end of that panel. Um, but you did an amazing job. Um, you got to see so much footage that nobody else got to see. We're so jealous of you. It was so cool. Yep. Well, we're going to, you got to listen to, I think you're going to like this pod if you want some of the lowdown, guys. Uh, also, here, as always, Mr. Philip Aronia. Hey, Philip, what's up? Happy Thursday. Ready to get this week rolling and uh, let's watch some more She Hulk. Yes, absolutely. Well, guys, this episode, uh, episode four here, is just so much fun. Is this not real magic? A great title already. Um, and of course, we're opening up right there with, uh, let's face it, the real hero of this episode, guys, uh, Donnie Blaze. <laughs> he is a terrible magician, definitely in like a mocking Chris Angel uh, type of uh, type of getup here but he literally says his name after every lame trick that he does which i don't know i i found the levitating one kind of cool you know like you gotta you gotta expect some suspension of disbelief here but um we not only get introduced to the amazing donnie blaze here but also the real hero of this series madison all right guys with two d's one y but it's not where you not where you think This is this character needs to have her own series like right now. <laughs> I need to see Madison's exploits through the MCU. Um, but this is all because like Donnie Blaze is doing these lame tricks and stuff. Then he brings her up on stage. So finally, his manager from the side tells him to do the thing. And we see that Donnie has a sling ring and he starts opening a portal that sends poor Madison into some kind of hellscape that uh, we then see that she could spit out in uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum where our boy. Boy Wong is just trying to watch some Sopranos and I mean please oh, tell me everyone please tell me everyone like when you saw him like dancing to the theme song like my heart leapt up <laughs> like I was just like I need this to just be my screensaver for forever Wong dancing to the Sopranos um but of course Madison tells him uh that you know see uh, in her own special way she basically got sent to this dimension she made a deal with a demon goat um, to bring her back and uh now she's here and of course she then spoils his episode of the sopranos and he says that he's gonna kill donnie blaze donnie blaze you will pay for this (laughs) again the script writing on here is so exquisite all right let's get going i went through a lot there but that's because i don't know a clean place to break any of that jacqueline let's start with you what are your thoughts on the opening of this episode all I want forever and always is just a show with Madison and Wongers. Yes, Wongers. <laughs> That's all I want. That is everything to me. It's so funny. 
It's so funny. I, I gotta I gotta find the actress real quick because uh, she is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, like even like when she like the portal opens and it's like behind her, she's so oblivious to it that she just like smells the flowers. She's like, these don't smell like anything at all. <laughs> First, he gave me roses that don't smell like anything. <laughs> And then I had to give this goat six drops of my blood. <laughs> it's like this valley girl type speak, but like I don't know why. It's just so funny. Philip, what are your thoughts on this opening? Oh, it was great. Uh it just to see Wong just hanging out, doing whatever he does on a on a uh, weekday evening, <laughs> chilling, watching the Sopranos, still trying to catch up, like most of us who, you know, have have not caught up in all the popular series is trying to binge watch something. And then suddenly he's interrupted uh, by Madison dropping in on him. And yes, him, uh, him playing the straight man to Madison's Valley girl is just hilarious. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the character of uh, Madison again, and like maybe a future Dr. Strange film, just kind of in the background, hanging out. This is a, uh, this is clearly uh, just kind of building the character of Wong himself uh, you know, showing up his, you know, ability to just, just kick back and relax. And, uh, and then of course, uh, when it's ruined for him, that's when he goes after uh, Donnie blaze, which that right there has a lot to unpack. Just, you know, right there between the references to, to the hell dimension and Donnie blaze, you got Johnny blaze, the uh, ghost writer yep, yep, yep. and <laughs> any, any number could have been any number of demons that she made a pact with. Um, so I mean, she's, uh, well, okay, so she says that later in the episode that his name is Jeff, and of course, I do love that. Like Jake. the man, the manager is just like, I know Jeff. <laughs> I think it was uh, Jake. Jake was the Jake. Guy. Jake, you're right. Jake absolutely is Jake. <laughs> but yeah, I do love that. Man, it's just like, I know Jake, and Madison literally looks at him, just like, yeah, okay, you know Jake. <laughs> Everything is so matter of fact. It's ridiculous. Um, I love it. But of course, Philip, I mean, the main theory here, the one that keeps percolating over the Internet, is this Mephisto confirmed or are we still reaching for the for the king of hell here? I think we're still reaching for Mephisto. I mean, it could have been any old uh, Baphomet creature that has a goat head yeah. from the from the limbo dimension. Uh, it could have been, you know, any number of demons just decided to call himself Jake. Uh, but I'm sure it's opening the literally opening the door to uh, people like Mephisto. Yeah, I agree. And and look, don't forget, like, you know, you you rightly call out the Baphomet uh, character like uh, features. We did see that in uh, WandaVision as well. There were Baphomet type of uh, carvings and stuff in uh, yep. Agatha's uh, lair all over the place. So. Who knows? I mean, everybody thought Mephisto was coming in that series. Maybe they're just trolling us epically now. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Mephisto just never shows up uh, in the MCU. But eh, what are you going to do? Um, so uh, I do love also, though, as we get out of this now, like Jen breaks the fourth wall directly to us. And he's like, oh, you guys are look really happy. Oh, yeah. Do you like did you like seeing Wong? <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know why, but these asides are just completely fantastic. Like she's just like feeling everything that we're feeling. Um, but of course, her. Her, her sweet dad is coming over. He's going to beef up some security after she gets attacked by the wrecking crew uh, in the last episode. I'm fascinated to know what he did uh, to her property there. Um, I don't know if we'll ever find out. But of course, as she goes back into work, this is where Wong decides that he wants to file a cease and desist on Donnie Blaze because he was a former student 
student of uh, Kamertage. He was training to be a sorcerer. Um, but and if, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe he uh, transported a keg and his frat brother into Kamertage yep. to party. So they kicked him out, which is. Sure, why not? Um, if you're gonna get kicked out of Convertage, I guess at least do it for that. Uh, but this is interesting to me that like he goes the legal route, you know, like he wants to file like a cease and desist, or maybe it's just because he just interacted with Jen Walters and he's like, ah, oh, I can, you know, I got a friend now who's a lawyer. Maybe she can help me with this. Um, but we do learn though that it's just like I, I love that Jen just like kind of slaps him down on the law aspect of this, just like oh, so he signed a, a non compete or something, right? It's like no, <laughs> any of this stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I do just kind of love that like we're getting more into the lawyer aspect of Jen Walters, even as she is in her She Hulk form. So, um, what do you think of our setup here, Philip, with uh, the cease and desist of Donnie Blaze? This whole episode reminded me of Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's just, you know, the character who happens to be an attorney and then you get a character pop in for the week and then I'm filing a lawsuit. Why? Because this thing happened. And it's like, what? Okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I loved Harvey Birdman. That was an awesome show. And that's what this is really reminding me of is just, uh, you know, Wong pops in. I need to file a lawsuit. This guy's practicing magic. I need to get him to stop. It's like, well, why wouldn't you just, I don't know, duel with him and send him to the mirror dimension? Like, right? which he, which like he wants bubbly. to do, of course. And I, I right. guess in the end credits does. <laughs> like, right. I'm taking those end credit scenes as being canon. So I don't know. Well, we did see Jake with a name tag uh, with, the uh, you know, signing that deal with Madison. Yeah. too. So. <laughs> so Jake exists, guys. This is not hyperbole. Um, Jack- he has his own wiki entry now. <laughs> yes. Jake yes. is real. <laughs> Jake is real. Hashtag. Jacqueline, what do you think of Wong's uh, legal plan here? I love it. I like my first instinct is to go and fight this person. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get a lawyer. Like, that's just who I am. You're but it just shows Supreme, like, man. <laughs> we know it's Wong. Like, he's going to try to do what he's supposed to do, I guess. Because, yeah. you know, he tells people, you know, don't do that spell. Don't do this. <laughs> so, you know, he's going to try and do it right. And then he's like, you know what? We tried that. I'm going to do it the way that I know it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, one of the other big through lines of this episode, of course, is uh, the kind of juxtaposition of Jen's dating life and She-Hulk's dating life. Uh, we next see uh, her and Nikki in a bar uh, doing a lot of paperwork, and Nikki's trying to make sure that she finishes her dating profile. Um, and, of course, nothing really is uh, happening uh, with this entire story until she makes her She-Hulk dating profile. And then, of course, we will... Um, you know, get in on that and everything. Um, but she then uh, does deliver the cease and desist letter uh, over to Donnie Blaze and to his manager. Um, and again, I just love the way that they're like writing these scenes, you know, like that everything it's like he continues to do magic in this. I love once they get him into the courtroom, like the manager and the lawyer are doing magic too. Um, like everything about this is utterly ridiculous. And yet you juxtapose that with like the seriousness of what Wong is trying to accomplish here. He's trying to protect like, you know a lot of people because if he keeps using the slingering if he keeps opening these portals you know like somebody is going to get hurt um and you know that's something that you know they need to they need to deal with um but after that we of course go to jen going on some blind dates from the uh dating app and 
Just terrible, terrible, terrible day to hear this guy. I don't know. Are they in like a, I guess a sports bar, but I thought it was like a bowling alley or something. But he's talking about, you know, like like every time he's talking, it's the most important thing in the world. But then when she starts talking, like he's checking his phone. He's checking out other women drop, like walking by. Like just what a jerk this guy is. Um, everything about him sucks. Um, but I, I don't know. Like uh, Jacqueline, what did you think of like the way they treated like the dating aspect of this episode? You know, like Jen's having so much trouble finding a date in that but then once she makes her she-hulk profile just bam she's getting tons of dates all over the place and especially at the end of this episode where the guy doesn't seem to want her when she's jen yeah i think that's like something that i i like expected once it started like happening and everything i was like oh she's not gonna get any dates as jen because everybody wants she-hulk that's just like what we're gonna have that conflict as um and i think it's like kind of poignant and it's kind of real life because people don't want the like normal attorney looking person they want the extra giant you know the superhero the incredible you know because that word's been associated with her um (laughs) all that kind of stuff right so i just i think it's interesting and like the types like when she did go on the dates just like the types of men that she was getting cracked me up they were real funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were really, really, really funny. Um, and of course, you know, I think that uh, Philip, you know, I, there is like this sort of, you know, they don't they don't ever let us sit with like tragedy in this show like at all. And we'll especially get into it in episode five. But like there is just this everlasting like sadness almost at the end of this episode. This like Jen feels she has this connection with a guy that by all seeming rights, like we think he's a good dude. He seems to be a, a very nice guy, but there is a, sort of like this shallowness that permeates after he figures after she transforms back into Jen. Right. It looks like, you know, he's a guy who's uh, you know, used to having just about anything and everything. I mean, he's a doctor. He's a good looking guy. He's in great shape shape uh you know you can only imagine that you know he's fairly well off and he's looking for a a powerful woman someone you know a woman that you know could stand next to him and stand out he's looking for something that you know uh, you know basically i mean a woman that could basically crush him and that's what he's attracted to (laughs) and then when he sees jen as this smaller you know more frail human being he's like "Mm, no not really into that Yeah, it's a, it, and again, I think that we're going to keep getting this uh, throughout the rest of the series. You know, I think we're going to get like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of like this. Can Jen and She Hulk coexist in a romantic sense? Um, you know, in, in terms of trying to find someone that she can be with. Um, we get uh, an amazing courtroom scene here with Madison, where she's recounting everything that happens. Um, again, the judge is inclined not to uh, side with uh, Wong yet. They have to kind of prove that um, he's uh, being detrimental and in, in such. Um, but uh, out of that, uh, we actually then skip uh, a little bit uh to uh after jen creates her dating profile and stuff like that she's going on those dates what did you guys think let's get into this here because he shows up again in episode five uh who is todd who is this guy uh who's like calling her a specimen and all this stuff because there is a there's a conspiracy theory about this guys because apparently in the press screeners for this episode in the credits he was called hulk todd 
Like, so, and then they changed that to Todd in this episode uh, when it came out into the public. So I don't know what that might mean, but he's definitely the one that kind of, like, stands out the most. There's a former WWE guy that's the first guy she dates. He's got, like, the anger issues and stuff. Um, But, you know, like, then there's, like, the self-important director that she's, like, uh, there with. Um, But then we have this Todd, and they give him the most time, aside from the guy she takes home. And it definitely seems like, with his appearance in episode five, that he's going to be consequential in a way. So, Jacqueline, what do you think of this Todd that she goes out on this date with? What do you think is up with this guy? Honestly, I don't know. Because now that I know, because I didn't know that he was Hulk Todd, I'm I'm not sure. Because, like, we see him again, and I'm like, I was like, why are you back, first of all? But I just, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, he was definitely very, very creepy and stuff. Philip, what do you think of uh, Date Todd here, and what do you think he might be up to? Um, I don't know. He may be a sinister uh, presence later on. It, it could be foreshadowing. Uh, I don't recall the character myself. Again, I've you know mostly encountered She-Hulk stuff through uh, the Avengers and uh, the regular Hulk runs. And, you know, I've read through some of the sensational She-Hulk, like, near the beginning. So I don't quite recall uh, the character Todd, but uh, there's there's a reason he's there. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, especially from uh, episode five there. Look, and again, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe they just brought it back because they needed that for the case that she was trying. But it definitely seems like the way he's talking about her with the, you know, specimen, he's asking if, like, vibranium can, like, penetrate her skin or something. That definitely made me think of, like, the Wrecking Crew at the end of the last mm-hmm. episode that were trying to get a sample of her blood and stuff. Um, There is, like, a brother character of the leader in the comics that I think is named Todd. Um. I think he's uh, I can't remember he he actually has an alter ego like a like anger man or something like that um, it's probably not as stupid as that but he, he there is a character like that uh, in the comic books there um, but of course uh, we uh, end this episode in the biggest way possible because as Jen is trying to get biz a with uh, Dr. Man um, Wong uh, is uh, absconded upon by Donnie Blaze because he is unable to close the portal to this demon hellscape that he's opened in his latest show and the demons are now pouring in and we need to stop them. So he goes to Wong to uh, try to help him to get there. And I do love that, like, Wong's entrance into Jen's apartment is like, why aren't you answering your phone? Oh, I see. Like, one continuous thought that he just completely understands there. But uh, I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely, like, loved the uh, end of this episode, like the action of this whole scene of like trying to get all these demons back into the portal. Um, it just felt like very appropriate for like the way that they've done this series. Philip, what did you think of this whole action sequence here of getting the demons uh, and putting them at bay? That was a lot of fun uh, seeing Hulk team up with Wong and she's just slapping around all these flying demons and tossing them at Wong and he's just catching them and throwing them into the portal. Uh, you know, it's like, all right, we got some some She-Hulk action and it's not going to be against, you know, a normal villain. It's just uh, slapping down a bunch of little demons and it it was a lot of fun. It felt almost like like they were, she was fighting gremlins or something. Yeah, yeah it definitely felt very gremlin-like. Jacqueline, what do you think of this uh, end sequence with all of these demon creatures? I definitely agree with the gremlin comment. I was like trying to figure out when I was watching, I'm like, what do these look like? And you said it and they're totally gremlins. But my other favorite thing that happened is when he's trying, when Wong is trying to get her to come with him, he's like, I feel like your dad. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that cracked me up because he's like, now I feel like I'm barging in and you gotta go and I feel like your dad now. That was funny. Yeah. And then I love at the very end when Donnie Blaze and his little accomplice or whatever <laughs> is there. And she's like, are you gonna stop? And they're like, yeah, maybe. And she's like, shoving the demon in their face yeah. and they're like okay yeah we'll should, stop should i put this guy back should we'll i do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. fine fine whatever you want yeah <laughs> fantastic we'll yeah it, it it's really really fun stuff and again like we haven't really gotten any action action uh like aside from like episode one with like the bruce jen fight on the beach um you know like we haven't really gotten like a big gigantic like she hulk in action sequence uh until this one and i just love it i love that the, the we're kind of like showing her agency as this hero type even when if she has to do it like on a moment's notice um so everything about that is pretty fantastic but of course the end of this episode we already talked about it a little bit as the uh, doctor man leaves when she turns back into gen form but um we then learn that she is being uh super by Titania uh, because she has trademarked Jen's name of She-Hulk. Um, and as we learn to very, very hilarious uh, implications there at the end of this episode. So um, I don't know what, like overall last thoughts here. Um, we did, I don't think we got a post credit scene in this one, but we definitely in the drawing saw that Wong put Donnie Blaze into the mirror dimension, which is frightening and funny at the same time. And of course, Philip, as you said, we see Madison's uh, deal with Jake um, Jake the goat. Um, I got to imagine that's going to come back uh, somewhere down the line. Um, so uh, final thoughts here on this episode before we wrap up episode four. Jacqueline, let's start with you. I just stand by my earlier statement of I need a show that's Madison and Wong. That's all I need in my life. Like, if we just get that show, I will be so happy. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I made a mistake. We did get a post-credit scene, which was just Madison and Wong hanging out That's on what the couch. I yeah, what did you think and of that? They're watching The Sopranos, and and then and they're talking about alcohol, and that was funny. And she and he said something about like vodka and or gin and yak milk. She's yeah. like, "Do you have any of that? I've never had that." I'm like, yeah. "All the things." Yeah, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> uh, but again, you're right. Uh, those two need to have their own series there. Um, Philip, what do you think about the end? The whole setup, the entire episode, everything was just totally Harvey Birdman attorney at law, I swear. And yep. and like I said, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It just did because, like I said, I enjoyed that series and I'm thoroughly enjoying this. And right up to the end where it's like, all right, cease and desist. Yeah, okay, cease and desist. And then, um, you know, we get a uh, Titania suing uh, She-Hulk for the name that, again, felt like really out of a, a Cartoon Network type deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone, uh, this uh, series just keeps getting better and better and better. Um, everything about it is ridiculous and fun. And you know what? Sometimes that's what we need. We don't need a ton of other things uh, to make ourselves happy in this world. Sometimes it's great to just be there so um all right that is going to do it for this uh, episode recap of episode four of she hulk we will be coming back with episode five um and uh, until then uh, if you want to find me online you can find me at at jgeck j-g-o-e-c-k on twitter and of course you can find mcuhq and everything from the front row network on all those social media channels and on twitter at front row reviews with a z jacqueline where can everyone find i think you're gonna like this and you you can find I Think You're Gonna Like This on Facebook and Instagram and a little bit on Twitter. We're getting slowly better. Um, it's like this pod on pretty much everything. Um, and I am Princess underscore Jack on also pretty much everything. I don't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, where can people find you and Super GG Radio? 
superggradio.com and uh, you can find me at DMPhil on Twitter. Excellent, excellent. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of MCUHQ. Find us next time for the Episode 5 review, but until then, I'm Jeremy. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Phil. And as always, everyone, assemble! Assemble!